Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in episode 226 of the Get Around podcast. We are back and better than ever, ready to go, ready to roll. Uh, I am your host, Brendan Queeley. In studio, I am not, but there are two in studio. James Cook, our senior sports writer for the Traverse City Record Eagle, and Jordan Puente, who week to week continues to improve, and that's all you can ask out of a rookie. Doing Thank a great you. job. Yeah. Really appreciate Heck it. Yeah. Um, boys, episode 226, we're getting close to closer and closer each week to the uh, the Traverse City episode 231. But uh, what were our guesses last week, guys? Uh, we, we go with? Uh, Jordan guessed South Carolina, you guessed Oregon, and I guessed Missouri. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, I, Oregano. Uh, what, do we know what the correct answer yeah. was? Yeah, I, what just, is... I just looked it up. It's okay. Ontario, Canada. Wow. Another one outside Southern of the country. Ontario. Okay, a little a little closer than Mauritania, which was our previous one out of the United States. But yeah. we're in Ontario. Okay, so who's going to be closest on that one then? I don't know. We gotta, we're going to have to look that up, right? I mean, it's actually on, uh, Ontario, Michigan. Or Ontario is kind of near. borders on Michigan. Right across? Yeah. Yeah. It's southwestern Ontario, Canada. So it would be, it would certainly not, it's not going to be me. I was Oregon. So that's wrong. Okay. Sorry. That, Google Maps even says that it can't calculate driving directions from Oregon to Ontario, which doesn't make sense. I feel like no, I, should, I, should, I should be able to. Yes, there are yes. border crossings. Pretty yeah. sure I should be able to do that, right, guys? Oh, Is yeah. Maps down? Oh, yeah. Where Did does? Maps get hacked? I don't know. No. Hold on. What the? Why can't I do it? South Carolina? Yeah, they can't calculate it. I don't understand what's going on. All right, well, well whatever, Maps. So, uh, nobody wins this week. Everybody loses. <laughs> Google, so, once again. Google just hates Canada. Wow, that's so not cool. I blame Canada, baby. Um, Just like in South Park. uh, (laughs) Let's go. All right, well, all right, so uh, everybody loses this week. We all lose. That's okay. Uh, Everybody takes an L. That's fine. Uh, Let's guess for 227. What are we thinking for that one? Boys and, well, no girls, just just boys. Um, I'll start with, uh, New Mexico, Albuquerque to be specific. I'm taking I'm taking Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay, so you're going full Breaking Bad. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I'm. Uh, this is where the pizza's on the roof. Uh, I'm sticking with Missouri. I'm going to go three weeks in a row. <laughs> you going Ozark? Ozark? Yeah, I'll go Breaking Bad. He'll go Ozark. I'm what gonna... what dark what dark Netflix or what? what dark drama would you like to go with jordan oh it's not a dark drama it's a hilarious comedy i'm going point place wisconsin um that is the for that 70s show that's why thank you i'm glad someone got that okay all right so we've got i i love i love bringing tv show game now i think we should do it i think that should be a a new part of this that we should have to Somehow incorporate a television show with the, into our guesses. All right. with, awesome. Okay, I got mine for next week then. <laughs> so do I. So do I. <laughs> Go. All 
right, boys. Well, uh, yeah, welcome in episode 226 of the Get Around Podcast. We got our guesses set in for next week, episode 227. Of course, we are brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations here in Traverse City. They bring you subs that are freaky fresh, and they do it in a manner that is freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Yay. All right, boys. How was your weekend? Enjoy yourselves. Anybody go viral online with a grilling tip? <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, I had my first. Uh, I didn't think that it, uh, anything that I did that got closely remotely to viral would be that's grilling pretty, and on Facebook. That's pretty viral. But run down the tip for me. What is the what is the grilling tip? Because I, I I love to grill. I love to cook. Okay, so we have like a, so. a we have like a blackstone. We have a, it's a knockoff, but it's a, like a blackstone grill. You know, where it's like the flat iron griddle style. Oh, okay. And so like the the flat iron kind of sits on top of there, and there's a a gap underneath it all the way around and so if you sit anything on the shelf that comes next to it you can melt it because all the heat comes out right there right so what what Cena and I did and this was mostly her idea is we bought this uh, fiberglass rope that's meant for ovens and uh, kind of stuffed it in there just on the front and the sides yeah so that so stuff that we put on the shelves well we're cooking doesn't get hot or even even melt if it's something that's made out of plastic oh that insulation wow. yeah and but it also you still have the the heat can go out the back so ours doesn't face the house or anything like that so it's so it's fine and uh it kind of makes it so that we can cook stuff at a lower temperature than i think you normally would because of the heat's kind of not escaping as much wow Very so nice. so i shared a couple of photos of that on this uh Blackstone griddle recipes and videos thing, and it's got five thousand nine hundred likes and five hundred and forty six shares, and like over eight hundred wow. comments. It's a lot, man. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun when you like? It and is fun. and you're you, you it's it's for something nice. Like it's not some. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's mean, a there's a couple of haters. Or well, there's a couple of haters on there. Like you shouldn't be changing something that's gas powered, modifying something that's fueled by propane and like okay i'm like (laughs) (laughs) Like, just just go go away for a little bit yeah (laughs) have you ever uh tried cooking on a weber grill the circle ones like the those are like the little travel ones kind of where you put no not like the the charcoal big no yeah the big like charcoal full-size weber grills yes i used to own one actually no i used to have a little 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 tiny 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 like picnic ones Oh yeah, it takes some skill to cook on a Weber. Yeah, it is is not an easy grill to cook on. But if you can master a Weber, you get some fantastic results uh, on your grilling. But it is, I've found uh, in my time trying to cook on a Weber on vacation, and have cooked my hands to like a medium, medium rare probably. Uh, as I tried to flip 14 burgers that I was trying to cook at the same time, uh, not easy. No, not easy to cook on a Weber grill. I I, I like the the ones that are, are a little bit longer and um, yeah, those are a little nicer nicer on me. Less hazardous. But, uh, Less hazardous. Yeah. Well, I I hope you guys had a uh, a good weekend and uh, a good last week as well. Uh, someone who's not having uh, a good three weeks. Um, two teams in our area, Traverse City Central and Traverse City West football. What's going on? 
and I'm sorry to have to start this with like negative, or, you know, our conversation with, with, with the negative, but uh, James, can you recall in, in recent memory when we've had the, the two TC, like Central and West, those two teams struggling as much as they have been? Not at the same time like this. I mean, right. usually it's one or the other is pretty good. Um, and, and a lot of times both of them are, are pretty good. So, I mean, I, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Uh, obviously, the new conference that they're in, the Saginaw Valley League, is much increased competition. Better teams they're facing every week. Um, both also lost a ton last year. So maybe, I think maybe expectations were too high for them based on both of those factors. You know, increased in competition and losing just a lot. And would you say that applies more to central expectations? Like the, ex- the expectations being too high, that applies more to central than it does to west? I would say more, but I think people, what I heard from other people in the, in the media that cover the Saginaw Valley League is they expected central and west to be the two top teams in that league, huh. in that division. <clears throat> you know, the, the, Even um, after like what west has lost? Like over there. Yeah, I mean, obviously they didn't know how senior-heavy last year's teams were for Central and West and everything, so they were kind of just basing it on, well, if they were good last year, they're going to be good this year. But, you know, so I think there was a lot of that expectation that Central and West were both going to be in the ballpark of how good they were last year. And, I mean, everybody knows Central's season, but West was pretty darn good last year too. Yeah, Yeah, does this kind of prove just how good that senior class was for Traverse City Central? I mean, we know Burnham was good, but you think about everything else that they lost, uh, especially with that that uh, offensive and de- defensive line. Yeah. You know those guys in the trenches, yeah. and then what they had. Uh, you know, at, at the wide receiver core, the running back core, uh, the defensive back core, all of that. I'm looking back now at that Traverse City Central team from last year and going. They're even more special now, considering what we're seeing from the 2022 squad. Yeah, I think so. And and West was, I think, in, in a lot of ways similar. You know, in that you had that senior class with you know Michael Skirberhorn and Will Gaston and Danny Rosa and Brandon running Konchak at goal, or I mean at quarterback. <clears throat> and you know they just had and a deep, deep defensive line and. and solid offensive line all the way across and and they lost all of that another question for you do you um is there a turning point for them because obviously every team goes through this so like as far as what you've been able to see do you see any of these teams getting out of the slump yeah i think so i don't know i, I will say their schedules so. and see i mean I, you know i think that central can they've got They've got Midland, and then they've got Dow, and then they've got the two Bay City schools. All of those are completely winnable games, I think. I mean, I just... I don't think any of those are as good as Mount Pleasant or Davison or Lapeer, by by even close. A little stat nugget that I have been able to dig. Um, The last time TC Central has been on a streak like this was 2009. So it's been right. a, it's been a while. People have two thousand nine or two thousand and ten. I thought it was two thousand and ten. It was two thousand nine. The last time they lost three games. Last time they lost three games. Last time they lost oh, three geez. games in a row, or last time they started one and three, I believe, was two thousand and ten. 
see. Uh, I could be wrong on that. James, how important is you're you're going to be covering the game on Friday, their homecoming. Uh, how important is it to get a win against Midland on Friday for their homecoming? I, I think they, you know, they kind of got to get this. Um, you know, right. they they got to get back on track. <laughs> if they get Midland, then then they get Midland Dow the week after that. Midland Dow is two and two. Um, Midland is three and one, but the three wins that Midland has are not against the best of teams. Um, and then they've got the Bay City schools who are one and three and one and three and one. But, but again, uh, they haven't beat a whole lot of big schools and Bay City Western lost to Petoskey, oh. um, which is a, you know, one of the teams that didn't want to play Central or West anymore. And West has kind of a similar thing where I think they've, where they've got the, They've got Dow, Midland, Mount Pleasant, and Bay City. So with Mount Pleasant mixed in there, that's the harder schedule of the two. But those other three are winnable games on your calendar that could get them what's back the biggest, on track going into the Patriot game. What's the biggest thing holding back West right now? You saw them their first half uh, on Friday. I mean, they got blown out. What was the final? Forty-eight to nothing. Forty-eight to mm-hmm. nothing. I think it was. Yeah. I mean, it was. Who? Who? I. I they haven't scored a touchdown. Never expected to see that score for a Traverse City West football team. I didn't either. Grand Blank, though, looked very good. Um, they had a lot of speed on the outside, and West had a big difficulty with that. <clears throat> and on returns, all that kind of stuff. The Grand Blank obviously had an advantage in speed. Um, and West just couldn't get its offense going. They, you know, Grand Blank scored on the first possession and like in like two plays, like a big seventy-five yard run for a touchdown, wow. and then West uh, fumbled on the first play oh, of their first drive and gave Grand Blank a short field. So one yeah. play later, it was fourteen nothing. So Can't like, do un- that. like a min- less than a minute and a half into the game, it was fourteen nothing. Nope. Yeah. And the other the other thing that makes it look even worse is that Grand Blank was playing short-handed. Grand Blank had multiple players suspended before this game. Wow! Because of uh, a uh, Snapchat conversation that got un- unearthed with a lot of kind of very racist and inappropriate uh, language and photos and stuff going around in it. So they even they even uh, suspended some of the cheerleaders for the <laughs> for the game. What a situation! I, I wonder if that was I, – I didn't see that, but I wonder if that was similar to the incident that uh, TCAPS saw. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, it, wasn't, Traverse City West it wasn't like and, the and slave auction that, that, that they wasn't? had. Um, no, it was, okay. it, was uh, it was a little more Hitler-y. Oh, ah, great. Boy. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, and, and just kind of racist stuff. And, uh, yeah. Wow. And I guess one of the cheerleaders got suspended for wearing a – a shirt or a hat to a game that had a no. uh, an anti Joe Biden oh, the... certain slogan on it, I guess. Ah, uh, yes. Slogans. Oh boy, <clears throat> at football gotcha. games. At football games. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Well, let's move on to some good stuff. Let's move on to some good stuff right now. Let's move past uh, all of that. Yeah. James, this question, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, pose this to you, and then Jordan, I've got a follow-up that I want to ask you. Uh, James, is this the best Traverse City St. Francis football team in recent memory? God, it's got to be right up there. I mean, they've just got so much, so many weapons, and 
the other thing that different from some of these other St. Francis teams is that they're healthy right now. In the last few years, they've had when they've had those great teams with players like you know Danny Passano and Joey Muzlakovich, and last year with Joey Donahue, all those guys got hurt at points in those seasons, and mm-hmm. were playing hurt. You know, I mean, Danny Passano was playing on a leg injury in the semifinal game of theirs, where he basically he's a running quarterback and he couldn't run. Oh. <laughs> you know, and, and Muzlakovich was playing with injuries, and last year Donahue missed the last third of the season or so. Drew Hardy got hurt last year, too. And it's similar, right. similar, kind of the reason, like, a couple weeks ago on the pod, I asked Wyatt, I'm like, does, you know, does he play too aggressively sometimes? Because <laughs> <laughs> Drew Hardy seems to get banged up, too, quite a bit, but it has not this year. Um, so a lot of things are going their way. And the other thing about them, they just don't make mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. They don't really they don't, they don't commit a lot of penalties. They've, they've had a few here and there, but not a lot. No, they're um, really good. They just... They're fun to you, watch. You put that together and the, and the fact that they have playmakers on both sides of the ball. So the, the final score of that game was 42-12 to 12 against Kingsley? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might have even been Is that 40, right, James? might have even been 49. Oh, it was 49-12, that's right. The last time I had seen the, your score update on Twitter, it was 42-12. But yeah, I think the, the final was 49-12. and 12. They scored um, the last. Like, just an, again another. It, it's four weeks of impressive performances from St. Francis. Yeah, like they, and they hit the over forty. Impressive, they did. Yeah, um, and so Jordan, uh, I'll pose this question to you. Now that you've seen St. Francis play uh, a couple of times, yeah. what's most impressive about this Gladiator team? Is it Wyatt Nosedis at quarterback? Is it? defense is it just how sound they are fundamentally from kickoff to final whistle honestly it's all around like you have to credit everyone i mean it's not one person it's everybody that defense was good although he did say some of them were on kingsley but again san francis was able to get some of those wyatt played amazing i mean he has over the past couple games it's all it's all around. Like you can't just say it's one person. It's everybody. The coaching, they've been able to do what needs to be done. They take risk and it pays off. So honestly, it's everybody. I can't just say one person. Okay, and then uh, I, I say we go around right now and make way too soon uh, and overreact to this. <laughs> yes or no? Saint Francis wins a state title this year. Jordan, I'll start with you. Why not? Honestly, yeah, why not? I mean, I know they can't. I don't. Who knows if they can continue to keep this up? But when you are putting more than forty points in four straight games, yeah, I mean, you have to be at least considered in a conversation. So yeah, why not? All right, James. Yes or no? <laughs> if I if I have to like put my own money on it. Mm-hmm. Oof. I mean, I'm not. I, I, I to totally, do that. I totally you're, think they you're, can. You're doing but, that yourself. but looking at the looking at the the playoffs and what they're going to have to go through, it's going to be a tough ask, too, because right? they're going to. Have you as, seen as as this? Have you guy, seen the, the the Division Seven rankings? Have you seen those? It, uh, the teams in Division Seven are ridiculous. Yeah. Even with St. Francis ranked number one, the rest of the teams it, that are ranked in the top ten in, in Division Seven are. I, I, it's 
top to bottom, probably one of the most impressive divisions in, in football right now. Yeah, and this is, uh, I'm looking at the, the playoff, the mapatology on Snooze right now. <laughs> if the playoff started today, this would be the path, the, the likely path for St. Francis. They would get Lake City week one. Okay. Then they would get Charlevoix. Then, Which will be the game of, like, for us, the game of the year. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Then they, if they get past that, they would get Ithaca. Ooh. Then if they get past that, they get New Lothrop. And then if they get past that, they get the state final against uh, Detroit Central or Hudson, probably. <laughs> My God. <laughs> what a legendary run if it happens. Legendary. You're talking having to run the gauntlet. After, you know, yes. after after Lake City, you're talking teams that are all in the top ten. Every and our perennial contenders every single year. That's yeah. crazy. Hey, I despite never that, say never. Despite that, I am giving a definitive yes. I am <laughs> saying that I don't know what it is, but my spidey senses are tingling. And for me, this is a this is a state championship winning team. And so I'm going to go yes. I, I think this definitely and can be. If they stay healthy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's key. That's key. So, Especially what you were saying last year. Like Some of the players were either playing hurt or they were hurt. But everyone seems healthy. So why not? If they can continue this. So far, so far, they're pretty. Knock on wood. Pretty healthy. But, All right. Awesome. Uh, moving on to uh, a little more football. Um, before we get into our interview with uh, Charlotte Boyce, Patrick Sterrett, and Jack Herzog. Uh of these three and one teams right now in our coverage area, Frankfurt, Gaylord, Glen Lake, or Manistee, which one is the most legit? I'll, I'll go Gaylord. Like they have the best win individually out of those four um, in beating Kingsley. <clears throat> I mean, granted Kingsley's smaller than Gaylord, but and it was a one point game. But Gaylord has a really good defense, and. You can hang your hat on that, and a lot of times teams and, teams don't take it away. So, you know, defense. And not only so. that, but but yes, exactly. Like Gaylord has proven themselves uh, that they can play close games, right? I think through their first three games, it was a, there was a five point differential uh, in scoring, and they had two one point wins, uh, and then a, and then a three point loss, and then the one again this past Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think. Gaylord is, you know, they're probably also benefiting from the fact that they don't have to play uh, West and Central this year. But who knows how they would stack up against West and Central this year, given that Central and West are both kind of down. Yeah, it would be um, interesting. Uh, you know, the and uh, that that win against Petoskey was nice. Um, mm-hmm. The the bad news that came out of that game is that uh, C.J. Hibbler, the the kid who we nominated for Hall of Fame, broke his leg in that game. No. Yeah. No. So <laughs> that kid's like the most one of the most dynamic players in Northern Michigan. Like between him and Stare, like oh, that is an absolute yeah. shame. Yeah, it is. Wow, Thoughts what a heartbreaker. Thoughts and prayers. Wow. Um, so the, the other interesting stat about that about this question because I I looked into it a little bit. Um, uh, Manistee and Glen Lake, the three teams that they beat. Uh, both have a combined one and eleven record. Yeah, yeah. That's why I kind of put these out there. Frankfurt's three it, wins it are all against teams that are one and three. Yeah. So they're three times as better as far as opponents' records. 
Uh, Gaylord hasn't beaten a team that's above 500 either. I mean, although I think we know Kingsley's better than a 2-2 two and two team. Yeah. I I like what I'm seeing both out of Frankfurt and Glen Lake. Yeah. Um, Frankfurt, with their quarterback, Nick Stevenson, uh, he's got that clutch factor about him, and I, I see good things for the Panthers going forward. I like seeing the resurgence of the Glen Lake football program. I think that Northern Michigan football is better when both Frankfurt and Glen Lake are good. Uh, I just think it makes things more interesting here in Northern Michigan. So seeing a resurgence of Glen Lake football, seeing Frankfurt coming back, I think those are both uh, really good things for this area. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Manistee, Manistee having a good team is, is good as well. I mean, this is their first year in a new conference, too, for them. Uh, they're in the new, the new West Michigan, I can't remember, what, I think it's just the West Michigan Conference, um, with a lot of... Ludington and a lot of kind of Muskegon area teams. Um, so it's similar in a way to the Lakes 8, but it's a different conference for football. I'd say Glen Lake. Just because, I mean, last year they weren't really good. And kind of what you just said, it's just based off what you guys were able to chat about, it seems like it is good for to have Frankfurt and Glen Lake good for Northern Michigan. So, I'm, yeah, it, it's cool to see Glen Lake be able to have a bounce-back season after last year. If the playoffs were to start today... Glen Lake is a road team against Frankfurt in the first round. Let's let's go. Let's go. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right, so this this question might be better suited for next week, but I'm going to ask it this week anyway because it will lead into our guests um, because I believe next week is Boyne City versus Charlevoix. Mm -hmm. Uh, But who has the better chance at a deep run in the playoffs Boyne City or Charlevoix. Now, Boyne City, I believe, D6, D5. Charlevoix is Charlevoix D7. Seven and, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Boyne is uh, 6. 6, okay. That's what I thought. Um, so, yeah, Charlevoix would have to contend with all of those teams in, in D7, including possibly a second-round matchup with uh, St. Francis. Um but yeah, better chance at a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, Boyne City or Charlevoix. Uh, sh- both teams have just been are four zero and incredibly impressive uh, this season. Uh, what we're seeing out of Charlevoix these last three weeks is, you know, uh, unheard of because they are putting up a buttload of points and holding teams to the grand total of zero. Four three straight games. Good for that. Yep. Wow. I, I'm, I, if I had to pick one of the two, I, I would take Boyne to make a to make a longer playoff run because, as we already pointed out, Charlevoix will likely have to play St. Francis yeah. in the second round, and all of us picked St. Francis as a team that could win a state championship. Yeah, yeah. Kind of going against what we literally just said earlier. <laughs> uh, I mean, Boyne's, <laughs> Boyne's path is not going to be easy either. I mean. They're going to run in pretty quick. They're going to run into um, Nagani, who's a top ten team. Um, you know, so they'll they'll hit some good teams too. But I think their path is more manageable. Yeah, I, I don't want to like contradict myself, but can we do like a what if? Like what if? You want to do like the, the Disney show? The, for Marvel, what if? <laughs> what if 
Solovoy does get past San Francis. Who says no? Well, well, then they are. Uh, That's... I mean, I, I, I just want to see that game. To be honest with I do you, too. like as a selfish person, I just I want to see Charlevoix play St. Francis. Uh, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, they played each other in the playoffs like two years ago. That was a great game. So it's been it a was, couple years. Uh, they played each other in the playoffs. That and that year, uh, St. Francis lost a couple of games in the regular season, so Charlevoix hosted that game, and it was one of the coldest games I've ever covered in my life. That was district. And Yo, they lost. Yeah, but Charlevoix was right in that game for the whole first half, and then the second half, St. Francis was just the deeper team. They didn't have the depth to keep going in the second half. <clears throat> yeah, I, I want to see it happen. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome, especially how you're explaining it. But even in that game, Starrett was making plays when he was a sophomore. Yeah. Well, speaking of. Patrick Starrett, why don't we go ahead and get into our interview uh, with a couple of Charlevoix Raiders uh, who came by the Traverse City Record Eagles studio uh, offices and the Get Around podcast studio, uh, Patrick Starrett and Jack Herzog. Jack Herzog. I am Jack Herzog. Happy to be here. And, and Patrick Starrett. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming along. Thanks for making that trip. Uh, how long does it take to get from the school to here? Uh, about an hour, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Traffic good? Yeah, nothing too hard. There's <laughs> one place where it's down to like one or two lanes by Acme. Yeah, I tried staying off the rumble strips there. Got car got a little shaky. Yeah, I got a little shaky. Me being out on a passenger, I was like, oh, watch it there. <laughs> I just so fly. Didn't, so you didn't take your car? No. I, I was hoping he'd say he would drive because I've got this little uh, Volkswagen convertible that once it starts going over 45, it's, it starts shaking. So I was, I was hoping I was hoping he said that he could drive in. <laughs> yeah, because I've heard about this. Like, how do you fit in that little car? You're not a small dude. Um, yeah, it, I, I like to ride with it super low. I put the seat down thinking I'm some, like, OG, but it's nice. And I got this nice uh, new steering wheel cover, and it's a uh, leopard print. Everyone likes it. It's <laughs> it's sweet. It's nice and fuzzy, but it sucks sometimes because when I'm turning, I, I lose grip and it just slips right outside. But I fit in nice. Just got to make sure it's lowered. We've been talking about cars a bunch of the uh, last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's been a conversation. All the St. Francis guys had taken the... Uh, yeah. Pieces of Thurlby Field turf, oh. like the old turf when they replaced it, yeah. they like stole them out of a out of a dumpster, and that's his his yeah. floor mats. Yeah, dang, that's cool. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> I gotta think about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> what car did you bring? I brought my mom's car. That's I got, right. Got the old Trailblazer at home, but she's a little shaky, so mom hooked me up with her car. That's right. That's right. Shout out, Mama Starrett. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you guys hit the rumble strips, but one thing that hasn't been shaky is your guys' defense. Yeah. I mean, you guys have had three shutouts in a row. Just just talk about that and what it is you guys are doing on defense. I think it's just our experience. I mean, we had a few seniors on the defensive line last year, but we also had players that step in and take a 
snap fewer snaps for them, and then they're just our linebackers that have been there since like basically sophomore year, so they're just trained and experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Just definitely like last year too. Is we had a lot of seniors, obviously, and we lost like seven of them, I think. But with the team being better in the past couple of years, I think that's brought a lot of new players up in to like the the program. So a lot of those younger kids have been getting like. Like, they don't start, but they still get playing experience, which I think is really helpful for, like, them being juniors. And all the coaches have been like, oh, you guys are juniors, but you have to play like your seniors because there's only four seniors on the team. So I think just, like, a lot of experience. And, like, our starting linebackers, I mean, last year, like, across the board, they were all sophomores. And them being juniors now, it's like, they're all, they, like they have the experience of seniors, but they still have another year, which is really cool for us seniors leaving, knowing that, like, Obviously, they're going to lose us, but like I feel like they're still going to be really good because there's still so many players that like rotate in and out for us, and there's just such a deep like, yeah. rotation of players. I mean, I mean, even on defense, I mean, you guys' offense, just, I mean, if you guys wanted to run the score up, you probably could have. I don't know. I wasn't there, I mean, but it's just one of those situations yeah. I mean, they where I see. Have. I mean, they've scored like 160 points in the last three weeks. Yeah, that is. 160-something. That's wild. That's very impressive. Yeah, so. Like, as far as, like, the offense goes, like, you guys' chemistry over the past few games is showing. Like, you just mentioned, like, you had a lot of people come and go. But to keep that consistency going, how huge is that for you guys? I feel like in past years, there's been a lot of different groups of guys. Like, there's been the, the tryhards, quote-unquote, and the kids that kind of slack around. But something that just feels different to me is just everyone's, like same mindset and goal of just like working when we get to practice like we all know it sucks but we just have to push through it and know that like you have to get better each day and I feel like that mentality all kind of made us like one and it all like made us really really tight friends like I've never been in a group where like like we all just talk to each other like we're best friends and there's no like drama or beef like usually there's like beef between people and other stuff but mm -hmm. it's been really chill this year and I felt like that's just made us think about the game and just let other like distractions go yeah no it's i mean you guys click very well um was that something during the off season that you guys talked about like being able to um i mean you mentioned it off air i i'm gonna have to bring this up just because you mentioned it the loss last year like obviously is that something that and do i pushing both of you guys to go back and potentially get over that hump is that like some type of like inspiring or whatever it is that you guys want to use it as, like fuel, I should say. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of us. I mean, playing and on the sidelines, a part of that game, and we just think about it, how close we were and how much harder we have to work to get over it. Yeah, like especially the fact that and Ishpamin last year, it came down to a two-point and that the, the running back, who is my brother, I remember like he was like a couple – a couple yards short of getting it and I just like I just remember him laying on the ground and I just had to like help him back up and I was like like we're gonna have to work this offseason like like don't don't ever forget this but like we have to get back to this point and I feel like this offseason like we've I've like you know you can quit when you're tired but winners are made from people that keep going and I, I give a lot of credit to like coach Elger and coach Jess for just like, in years past, like, honestly, if you were to look at teams from, like, four years ago at Charlwood that went, like, three and six, and this is no shade at them at all. Like, a lot of them I still know and are, like, friends with. But they just they didn't have that mentality of, like, we all have to get better or, like, 
like nothing's gonna happen and i feel mm -hmm. like this year it's just that we've all been like we were so close so if we can like work to like a certain point like you never be satisfied and like when you get to that point you want to go then you just keep going and i feel like that's really pushed us that we were like two points off last year and i just feel like the coaches just put so much confidence like into the program and just build it like really nicely mm -hmm. yeah, you guys should call yourself the orange crush because the last three opponents you guys have played have all been orange <laughs> and you shut out all three of them see i, I haven't really thought about that what did we play last week Oh, Rapids? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Salona and Harbor Springs, oh, yeah. they, all, they all have oh, kind yeah. of orangish. Yeah. As orange one of the main colors. I was honestly, like, I, I was, like, hoping we were going to win, especially, like, Elk, because it was just, like, a lot of, like, I feel like media up to it being, like, oh, these are, like, 3-0 and o teams, you know? And I was honestly, like, really surprised of, like, how we played and just the fact that we were able to shut them out like I didn't even really realize that we were shutting them out till it was the third <laughs> quarter and I was like holy crap like we just had three shutouts like three shutouts in a row I was like I can't remember the last time we did that and I feel like like that wasn't the goal it just it just happened. yeah I was gonna ask you guys like is that something that you guys think about like on defense for you like yo we gotta shut this team out like we have to make statements but I mean he just spoke on it I it wasn't really much of a goal. It's just it's just happened. Like for you guys, how how awesome is that? Three straight games you have shut out opponents. Like that's very hard to do. So like for you guys on defense, how how exciting is that for you guys thus far? Thus far, I mean obviously there's a lot more to go, but thus far. I mean it just feels great. I mean it was obviously never the plan, but it's it's always something great to do. We had this one goal line stop going into the halftime with Harbor or Elk Rapids on our. 10-yard line, and we just stepped up and made some plays. Bryce Johnson with a nice interception to seal it, and we just went to halftime with our heads held high, and we were ready to take them on in the second half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just about to say, like, another thing, too, is, like, in years prior is when we get a lead going into halftime, there's been a lot of games where I can look back on and be like, man, we had, like, a 20-point lead going into that, like, into halftime, and then we, like, like, they came back and we didn't score at all. And I just feel like we're never satisfied. Like going in that locker room, like we're like, holy crap! Like we just, like we just put up that many points, and they have nothing. And we were like, I remember Patrick and I just got in the locker room, and we were just screaming like, like it's not over, and they can still come back. And we just were like, we might be up, but there's still so much more game left to be played. Oh, I always have the mindset going in, saying that we put up that many points and we did that, so that the other team can do that too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow. Are you guys targeting another shutout against Ty West? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it'd be great to make it four straight shutouts, but, I mean, we'll see what it, what they bring us. How yeah. cool would it be to go into the Boeing game with four straight shutouts? I just, it, it'd be a lot of, <laughs> it'd be a lot of confidence for us, but, like, Boeing's obviously a really good team, and looking at our schedule, I mean, Patrick and I have been, talking about it f since the season ended last year it's like like there's good teams we play but Boyne I feel like is the the toughest team to us and I think just going into that game with obviously it'd be nice to come in with four straight even if we don't we still just have to have that mindset of these guys are good we're good we can keep up with them just play our game and just have a level head when we go in there because it's going to be a it's going to be rowdy because it's going to be their homecoming and there's going to be a lot of factors going against us but we just have to like let the team know that we're here to play we can keep up with these guys and 
it's just football. Like we're here to have fun. I I want to ask something because it seems like you mentioned it too. Like you guys have a lot of players that have started sophomore year at the same time and all growing up together. How you how cool is it? to be a part of what you guys are doing now with some of your best buddies. I mean, you're sitting here, you've probably, I don't I don't know how long you must have known each other, but it seems like, like just from talking to you guys now, it seems like you've known each other for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. How cool is that to be able to do what you're doing now with a bunch of friends that you've, been, you've known pretty, for a while? I, I think it's just really crazy for me because like, these are the guys in my class. Like yeah. these are my best friends and going to a small school, there's obviously like, there's like 60 kids in our grade. Like we have a very small grade. So in the grade under us, like we've been playing Pop Warner football together. We, we played middle school football together and went three and three. And it's, it's such a cool thing to see that that same team in middle school that went three and three is now like shutting out teams. It's just crazy to see how much like us as friends have blossomed into like relationships that I'll never, ever forget. Like the football team has given me so much relationships and just like, just the fact that we're he- like at the place where we are now compared to like Pop Warner year and then just like throughout the program because we've always played with the same kids. Yeah, and all my teammates, I mean, if they didn't play football, they'd still be my friends of choice. So it's just the fact that football just brings us that much closer. We can all just be on the field together and having fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is, is everybody growing mustaches? <laughs> um, <laughs> I tried getting the whole team to get it. But there's a select few. I mean, a lot of kids are trying, but it's not going too well. I mean, as you can tell from us, none of it's actually very too good. But, I mean, some of us are trying. Patrick's is definitely the best. The problem with me is, like, I'm trying to grow it. It's just blonde. And a lot of kids are just blonde. And I'd say half the team gave up. But... There's some good ones. And you guys know what month is next, right? November, right? No shade. (laughs) I don't know if I can carry that on. My mom's going to get mad at me. Hey, man. And I feel like it's to the point now where it it might get a little more bushy, but it's already like (laughs) maxed out. It's full volume. There's no going back. But, 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 I will say, I will add this, though. If you, the way you guys are playing now, why change anything? Exactly. Exactly. That's how it kind of started last year. I mean, I was, I don't even know how it happened. I just... The mustache just kept coming, and then I started playing pretty well, and it just carried on. And after the loss of I kind of shaved it off, and now new season, new mustache, and here we are. There you go. <laughs> no, no goatees, though? Just, I mean, just it, it grows in a little bit, but it's pretty scrappy, so I just decided <laughs> to shave that off. Okay, so is, is that the team rule? Only, well, only no, mustache? There's, there's, only stash? there's maybe one kid on our team that's got the full, two kids that got the full beard going, but yeah. Yeah. Mustache is the highlight. Who, who can well, do the full beard? Well, we got Justin Whistler and Cannon Carey. Okay. <laughs> Let's say everyone else could try, but it would just look like it would just look like some rat patches. Like, it would be terrible. It would, it would look terrible. Mm. <laughs> oh, um, people from Traverse City probably had the same thing with Cherry Festival, but Venetian Festival when that's going on in Charlevoix, are, are you guys participating in it, or are you getting out of town? Oh yeah. I mean, we like to go down there. It's a lot of fun. And we, even our team this year, we, there's the Venetian Fun Run Mile. About everyone on the team went out there and show, showed our support for the community, and we all ran it, even if we were, we were gassed by the time it was over, but we still tried. Yeah. Yeah, it, was the, it was like the first week of football, and they had us running a mile, and we were like, 
Because, like, with weightlifting, it's, we get so much, like, weightlifting that we honestly lose some of our endurance. And when, when football starts again, it is not, like, endurance, but, like, the stamina of just running just dies. It just were dies. you prepared? Were you prepared at all for, like, no. the all I mean, we had little bits of football. We had actually a team camp that week before. But, I mean, it wasn't all conditioning or anything. We were just running plays and stuff like that. So we weren't <laughs> too well prepared, but... We, we tried. Any, yeah, we, we aren't any cross-country runners. A mile is a long, long distance for us. Yeah, and actually, one of our teammates, Trevor Streeter, he, he, he won the thing. I mean, oh, he wow. was cooking. Yeah, but yeah, he, he plays line, too. One of those wrestling Whoa. kids that just have crazy, like, they can go forever. They that's go what wrestling does. Yeah. That's what wrestling does for you, man. Wrestling and football is a good combination of sports. Yeah, I feel like the best football players always, like, especially in the NFL, that was, like, yeah, I was, like, the state wrestling, like, championship, and I was, like, that, that explains a lot. Yeah. Big, big dudes who <laughs> are able to, like, just run the whole distance of a field and still look like they are not gassed yeah, after doing that. I'm like, I'm like how? Yeah, I, not hats off to you. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys know about the, the Raider mascot history and why it's spelled that way? Um, I'm pretty sure... Actually, Herzog can take this. Well, I will say, like, we've been told at our school that it was because of Ray Kipke, mm-hmm. and um, I guess Ray Kipke was a, was he, like, the one that started the school or football, but the field's also named after him. It's just because, like, Ray is spelled R-A-Y, like, his name, so I think mm-hmm. that's why it's not R-A-I. I think that's why it's Raiders. I don't really, I don't know, like, where he came from, but I think that's why. Like, they, they, they always, like, they always make sure the seventh graders know, like, the school's history and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is something like that. Yeah, he was, like, I can't remember if he was, if he raised money for the first football team or something like that. It was, like, way back. Really? Though, yeah. I know, like, in, like, the state championship, like, drawer, like, trophy case at our school, and there's, like, a state championship team from, like, There's a website where you can look at like past games, and that's how we've been able to find what the record was that the year that you said. Oh, it is. Okay, so yeah, 1959. Yeah, never gave up more than seven points in a season. Dang. In 1959. 1958. Zero points allowed the whole year. Really? Eight no. Eight no. Eight shutouts. That is insane. I thought we had something going. That is crazy. The, the boys 50. back in 58 <laughs> <laughs> said, bet. And they beat Gaylord High School. Oh, wow. 13 to nothing. I say, Gaylord's on a roll right now. Yeah, they're doing pretty well. Yeah. Did they beat Petoskey last oh, week? They lost. Did they lose? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Thanks. Hmm. No. No, they beat Petoskey because Hibbler got hurt. Oh. <clears throat> Who's that? Is that their CJ? Yeah. Their quarterback? He's quick. No, he's their slot. Running back. Yeah. I'll say, because we, yeah. we did seven on sevens against Petoskey and Gailey, but we don't play them. Yeah. Um, so how superstitious are you guys? I've heard that Patrick is very superstitious. Patrick, like, 
he just has like his few traditions. I'll say, do you want to say anything about your? What have you heard? <laughs> uh, I heard the one about baseball and Capri Sun. Oh man, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I think it was Traverse City, St. Francis. When I had it, I had a Capri Sun on the bus, and I just I like chewing on things, so I kind of had the straw. I kind of tore half of it off, and I just chewed on it throughout the whole entire game. And then we ended up beating them both games. So from there on out, I kept the same Capri Sun straw in my back pocket throughout the whole game, or throughout the whole season. And my our one of our coaches, uh, Sam Dixon, he had this little koozie that he carried with us. He carried with him throughout like our wins, and he had to take a leave for a little bit. So I put he gave it to me, and I put it in my back pocket, and that also carried on. Okay. Wow. Wow. And then the mustache for football is. Yeah, the mustache kind of just happened, you know. Last season was good, so I continue to carry it on, and here we are. Yeah. What other ones are there? I know, I know Henry, my brother, has this one before we go to practice every day. We always walk down together. There's this one flag that's, um, like, it's just like this, and it's um, at the Pine Cove, like, apartments. And he told, he told me, he's like, I always hit that before practice. Like, he always walks through it. And he said that one day before practice, he had, like, a really bad practice, and he, like, hurt his, like, quad or something and he's like ever since then like I always have to hit the flag and I remember one day we were walking and he walked right past it he's like oh crap wait 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 and I was like what like where are you going and then he turned around just so he could walk through the flag and he's like it's my superstition dude like if I, if I don't if I don't walk through it I'm gonna have a bad practice I promise but I don't I don't have any superstitions wow I mean I forget stuff too many times it'd be like oh I have this special pair of socks I would forget them I do have this one tradition before every single game. I listen to the song right before I go out, All the Lights by Kanye West. And I listen to, like, the final part where it's like, all the lights in here, baby, all the lights, something like that. It's like the raspy part. It's by I'm not sure who sings it exactly. It might be Kanye. I'm not really sure. But that's just the last thing I listen to before I go out. Mm -hmm. Before you go out and play under the lights. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's Rihanna, by the way. I got you. Rihanna. But um, <laughs> I love that song too. I'm sorry. I I, I listen to a lot of rap music. But um, so when you first walked in here, the first thing I noticed is the game, the pack game. I'm guessing you watched the game last night. Yeah, I knew wearing this shirt, I'd get asked a question. Oh yeah, you get, I mean especially the hat too. Okay. I am. I just had it turned around. But yeah, now we. So for those of you that are listening, I am wearing a bear that is wearing a Michigan hat while he is wearing a Michigan State hat. And Go green. I mean, though I will say you had an, probably an okay weekend, right? I mean, State lost to Washington, which they always do bad against Pac-12 teams. And you know why? Like, why is that? Like, honestly, I'm very I curious. I saw that. they were like 0-12 against Pac-12 yes. teams. I was like, holy cow. Yes. Pac-12 teams. Who did Michigan play this weekend? Oh, I don't know, man. We, 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 UConn, we, we, the basketball school? Hey, their, te- hey, their head coach. I will t- I will say that. this. Their head oh, coach, Jim Moore. I did not know that UConn hired Jim Moore. He coached at UCLA and... Dude, their whole program just went down when he was coaching them. So, essentially, 
Well, UConn is really not a good football school. They, I don't think they've been I, good since Dan Olofsky was there. They weren't even good when Dan Olofsky was there. No, and they, they had a, a 500. Team. I know. So <laughs> I don't about. think that was an easy W, but, yeah, you know what I mean. But, hey, well, the Packers yeah, They're won, finally so. getting in their Big Ten schedule, I think, because they play. No, nah, they, they get their big – they start the Big Ten schedule this week. Yeah, uh, I Maryland, guess Maryland, Maryland, I think, is yeah. what they're playing next. Yeah, but, um. Okay, so I, I do want to ask this. Uh, if you do watch football heavily or a lot, is there any players in particular that you like, like you try to like model your game after? Or is there anyone in particular that, uh, mindset-wise, like you guys mentioned before, like how you're a big mindset type of team. Is there any, any particular player or teams that you guys enjoy watching and want to kind of embody what they believe in, or something, essentially? I mean, I would. I guess I would say the Lions. I mean, they were grit is their motto. I mean, I was watching Hard Knocks this uh, their off season. I mean, I just loved it. Loved what Dan Campbell is doing. I just love their like team motto and like they never give up. And yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say that too. I I watched the, like the Hard Knocks preseason thing with them. I thought it was really good what he's preaching. But I I am a Packers fan. Now, I don't know why I've always been a Packers fan. But thank God. Thank God they won this weekend. Uh, how about that? Would that have been if they lost to the Bears? Um, it would have been very sad for me, and I probably would have burned my Aaron Rodgers jersey. But uh, they—they always—I just want to say—they lost their uh, season opener last year and were the first seed. So yeah. I'm not—I'm not tripping that, that much. Is, that is true. Last year their their opener was bad. Yeah, and against they, the Saints. They, they bounced back from it. Yeah. They were yeah, in so. Tampa. They were in Jacksonville for that because of. The hurricane in New Orleans. Oh yeah, so they had to I remember it. that. That's crazy. That's yeah, and mm-hmm. everyone knew like, yeah, they're probably gonna lose because it's weather that Green Bay is not used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Jacksonville uh, beat the Colts. I was very surprised was talking about Jacksonville. Awesome. Yeah, they held. I feel bad for the uh, the Jonathan Taylor owners on fantasy. My brother has him, and he got like he <laughs> 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 got what seven points, boys. Seven points. That's that's. Yeah. Hey, but I still got I still got a okay. win though. I had I, Nick Chubb on that team. I I still have Nick Chubb too. I had Amon Ross St. Brown this week. You know, Ooh. love that. That's a good pick. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So going back to UConn, would Harbor Springs be your UConn? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such Harbor, Harbor Springs is. Man. Well, you've shut them out three out of the last four times you played them. Oh, is man. it really? I, I don't know that. I feel like I, when I think of them, I think of a playoff team that we played two times our go. first year. Yeah, I think of them as our first playoff win, and it kind of just set the bar up there, and we just keep climbing from there against yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And nice. you shut them out in the playoffs. Yeah. After after they had scored on you in the regular season. Well, yeah. That happened with the Mans. That's like the same thing with Mancelona last year. It was a close game the first time, and then – we won like fifty-eight nothing the second time in the first round of playoffs. Yeah, you got to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So second time around, you got to figure it out. I'm always nervous playing them again because I feel like they figured us out and it was close. It's so. always a new game. Yeah, for real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to? Are you going to be hanging around in June for the uh, for the summer classic this summer? Because uh, you you got the first invitation to that already. <laughs> yeah, I should be. You know, I I'll make my schedule open for that. Had the invitation <laughs> last year, but I. Yeah. Politely declined it because I didn't think it was right, and I <laughs> hope that I can accept it this year. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny story for our listeners. Is that uh, I thought Patrick was a senior last year, and I texted him and invi- invited him to play in the summer classic. 
<laughs> I was confused. I sent a screenshot of it to my coach. I'm like, does he know I'm a junior? And then coach, coach Nickel laughed at it, so I texted you back and let you know that next year. That's all right. Yeah, it's just a That's year awesome. early. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, wow. I would have said yes without even correcting him. I would have just, and then showed up. And then right then and there, I probably realized, wait, this kid's a junior. Why is he? Yeah. He could have gotten some trouble with the MHSA, maybe. I know. Uh, hopefully but he gets invited again. I would think so. He had the stats <laughs> as a junior. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Hey. Will you play center field? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm guessing well. you, uh, so what do you, I, I, we ask all new sports athletes this. Which do you like best, football or baseball? I'd say football for sure. Okay, why? I just like it because I can I basically be free. and I mean, I get the ball and I just run. That's what I like to do. And baseball, I mean, it's fun. I mean, hitting the ball, but sometimes it always go, doesn't always go my way. Getting a slump sometimes, but I just love football. And you just like hitting people? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say why. Everything dodging people. Yeah, I like, I like dodging them and going around them and all stuff like that. There you go. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. Um, so we asked... And you got one more question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah, go. I'm going to think of my last one. You can go. I'm going to think of my last one. The Summer Classic was my last one. What are you guys looking forward to for this game? I mean, we we tried a lot about it, but I want to hear you guys' thoughts because it seems like what you guys are doing is very historical. I could say, I don't know, I may be wrong, but for you guys, how what's the mindset heading into this game Friday? I mean, it's just a new opponent. I mean, we've never seen them before, so we're just trying to, I mean, bring our best because we're not really sure what they, I mean, we've seen the film, but we're not really sure what they have to offer on the field because we never played them, like, live. Yeah, uh, just the fact that it's a new opponent, it's a new week, we can't look ahead to boring because we'll start thinking about too many things, and we just have to know that, like, it's not week six, it's week five, new opponent, like, obviously... Some things, like their schedule may not be great, but we played a lot of teams that have had not-so-great schedules, and they always can make a run at it. Like, they can always, like, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It's always a new game, and, like... Anything can and happen. I, like, I, I know if, if I was in that position and I was having a bad season at that point, I would do everything in my power to make sure that we were having a good season. So I, I know that they won't just lay down for us. We have to go take it. Hmm. Well, you guys can make a run at that four shot out. Hopefully. I hope so. I'll be thinking yeah. about it, you guys, when that happens. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, thanks for thanks for making the trip here. Thanks for joining us, and, uh, and best of luck here against Taiwan, and then after that, too. Yeah, exactly. Thank Good you. luck, boys. Yeah, thank you for having us, guys. Of course. Thank you again to Patrick and Jack for dropping by the Record Eagle offices and uh, chatting with uh, James and Jordan. Always appreciate it. Glad to have uh, both of them on and, and highlight uh, what an incredible season they've been having so far. Hopefully they uh, also benefit from the get-around bump and uh, keep having success because it seems that our guests have uh, been doing well after they come on the show. So Yeah, because uh, well, you know who my, my nominee was going to be this week? Who's that? Before Friday Night's games, it was going to be Ian Robertson. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Who was our Who was our guest last week, along with Trey Collins from Traverse City West Soccer? 
Yeah. So yeah, he uh, led Central to, or led West to that win over Central, and then led West's bleacher creatures the next day, or in, in, yeah. in if, that game uh, on any of our, if any of our audible viewers uh, haven't listened to uh, episode two hundred twenty-five of the Get Around Podcast yet, I suggest going back and listening to uh, a couple of Traverse City, nor- like Northern Mission kids, uh, try to do British accents. Uh, awesome. Very entertaining. Awesome. Quite entertaining. Uh, loved that they uh, had no qualms and just went for it. Pretty proud of them because it sounded good. So, uh, good. yeah, go back and listen to it if you haven't yet. But uh, let's go ahead now and get into the Get Around Hall of Fame. Uh, get Around Hall of Fame, of course, is brought to you by, uh, just like this podcast, uh, Jimmy John's, two locations here in Traverse City. Subs that are Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Yay. Thank you. All right, uh, James, we'll start with you since uh, your nomination happens to be one half of our uh, guest duo. Yeah, like I said, it was going to be Ian Robertson until uh, Patrick Starrett put in this game on Friday night where he uh, kind of almost had a touchdown almost every time he touched the ball. Uh, Five carries for 121 yards and three touchdowns Mm -hmm. on, on TD runs of 34, 61, and 22 yards. Three catches for 68 yards and two touchdowns, seven yards and 47 or 46 yards, and one for one passing with a 52 yard touchdown. Ridiculous, Baller. unreal, Baller. crazy. And it wouldn't crazy shock me if he had, had like a return touchdown too, because he's right. I was like, uh, Jordan, your nomination. Sweet. All right. Well, I am going a different route. I am going uh, Leland Boys Soccer Daniel Resendez. Resendez? Resendez Nunez. Daniel Resendez Nunez. There you go. They had a hat trick uh, during Benji Central's game on September 14th in their 7-2 win. Um, Yeah, and Leland just continues to keep rolling and playing very well. And he, and along with a couple others, are a part of that. So, yeah, that's my Hall of Fame. Cool. All right, I will put up uh, someone we've talked about before, uh, our perennial uh, runner of the year, Benzie Central's Hunter Jones. He won the Ottawa Hills Invitational uh, over the weekend, uh, part of almost 40 schools competing from Division One through Division Four in cross country. Uh, Runner-up by nearly 24 seconds and set the second fastest time in state history, running a 1443.2, uh, which... Uh, Topped Riley Huff's uh, 2020 mark of 1449.62, uh, but he still has uh, a ways to go before he gets the fastest time, which is held held by uh, Rockford's Dathan Ritzenhain. Uh, he ran a 1410.4 in 2000. So uh, there we go. Benzie Central's Hunter Jones, uh, Charlevoix's Patrick Starrett, and... Leland's Daniel Resendez Nunez are our nominees. Uh, I'll get the starting. Uh, I'll get the voted. Wow, I'll get the voting started. Let's see if I can do that. Uh, I am, despite me putting up Hunter Jones, uh, I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna give it to Patrick Starrett, our guest. The, just an insane stat line from him. Great performance. Uh, last week, he he will get my vote this time around. Well, and Hunter Jones is already in the he's already in the club. He's like he's like the bouncer. 
Yeah, he's got more athlete of the week and runners of the year than he knows what to do with. Yeah, he's the one that's holding this, the velvet rope. He's probably like Michael. Jordan. He doesn't. He doesn't even get out of bed unless it's a national award. At this point, <laughs> I'll, I'll vote for Starrett as well. I mean, that's just a crazy. Okay. I mean, that's that's what that's nine touches and six touchdowns. So, Jordan, are we making it a clean sweep? Yep, Starrett. Yeah, clean sweep. Yeah, all right, Starrett all the way. Uh, congratulations, Charlotte boys. Patrick Starrett, you have the rare distinction of not only being a guest on the Get Around podcast, but you are now in the Get Around Hall of Fame as our Athlete of the Week, and you are part of Northern Michigan's most exclusive club. All right, uh, let us wrap up the show with the trifecta. Uh, I had a conversation with a couple of my friends about the new Untold documentary on Netflix about Manti Teo. Uh, and the girlfriend that never existed. Um, they said it, it's a, only a two-part documentary. Oh yeah. But they both said it was. They said it was really, really good. Oh like, yeah. Uh, oh, you've seen it, uh, Jordan? Oh yeah. I was actually. Oh, I had flashbacks of when I was a junior and senior in high school, and all this stuff was going on. And I want to. I do owe an apology to like everyone else does. Um, yeah, it was really good actually. It made me feel very bad because I was part of, yeah, you know, I was in high school. It was one of those situations, but yeah, no, it was really good. It's worth watching if no one has ever seen it yet. So, yeah, Manti deserves kind of like a national apology from us. Oh yeah, it it, it seems like um, yeah, and a little sympathy and empathy for uh, a young kid uh, like he was. But uh, so the the trifecta question uh, this week is: what sports moment or story? Deserves a documentary a la The Last Dance um, or the latest untold uh, documentary from Netflix about Manti Teo. You know, 30 for 30s uh, up there right as well. Um, any any ones for you that, that, that stick out that would be uh, make for a good documentary? I can get us started if you guys need some time to think. Uh, one that jumps out into my head, just thinking about this for briefly because this is the one part I didn't research for. <laughs> is uh, I would like to see one on the Malice in the Palace. They, I don't, ne- I don't think there has been. Netflix has one. Ne- yeah. yeah, Netflix. Netflix did an untold about the Malice in the Palace, and oh, uh, yeah. our good friend, our good friend Harrison Beebe, uh, who's it happened on his birthday. Uh, yeah. The Malice in the Palace actually happened on his birthday. Uh, he said the the untold documentary was okay, but he said the Manti Teo one was was much better. But I agree with you. If someone wants to make a good documentary about the Malice in the Palace, that would be fun. I don't think they're going to speak or, on it. Or maybe again. just I maybe just I... show Jer- Jermaine O'Neal punching that guy in the face over and over again for thirty minutes. I guess that would be entertaining to watch. <laughs> I think on the that untold, I, if I remember correctly, when I watched the Malice in the Palace untold, is Jermaine O'Neal, O'Neal said this was going to be the last time he's speaking about it because he gets asked wow. about it. He gets asked about it a lot, consistently. Oh, well, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, who, when know, you're who knows? On, when you're caught on camera, when you're caught on camera doing a like a sliding Superman punch <laughs> into somebody. I think you're going to get asked about it for the rest of your life. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. I Honestly, I you know what I would like to see? Um, I know they're already doing this now. I think it's like a nine-part or a ten-part Laker documentary on Hulu called Legacy. The When the Lakers won back-to-back-to-back three times, kind of like what The Last Dance did, because that was essentially The Last Dance for Shaq and Kobe. So I would love to see, like, 
camera footage, your insights, and all that, because there was a lot of drama that happened, a lot, and I think a lot of people forget what happened during that time. Like, if they didn't win the first NBA Finals, Shaq and Kobe would have never, never would have continued playing. That would have been the last we've seen of them. So I want to see like a documentary on that particular moment. Okay, I got a final question on that. Yeah. Is Showtime worth seeing? Showtime. The, the oh the, the whole, HBO the thing HBO on the, like, one. I've heard it is. I've heard it conflicting is. things about it. It is. It's, what is it called? It's called winning Showtime. Winning time. Okay. Yeah, winning time. Yeah, that winning time. time. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Um. Yeah, it is. It's worth it. But you also have to come in with an open mind. Uh, most of that stuff is dramatized. But a lot of it is actually kind of on point. Like, But they, it's worth it. I like it. It's really good. John C. Riley does a really phenomenal job playing Jerry Buss. So I like that. So for me, I'm going to stick to my Chicago roots. Uh, I, I want to see, like, give me a behind the scenes like in-depth documentary about Derrick Rose from the time that he grew up in the inner city of Chicago playing basketball in some rough neighborhoods from his time down in Memphis that was you know somewhat controversial obviously that missed free throw in the national championship game but then coming back and being in uh what well, winning rookie of the year and MVP uh and then tearing his uh, you know ACL. obliterating one knee Mm-hmm. And then coming back and obliterating the other knee, mm-hmm. uh, and then you saw how emotional he was after that game. Uh, I think when he was with the Timberwolves, and it was just he couldn't help. It was after he scored like fifty points, he came back and scored fifty points. He balled out. Um, it was awesome. I, I think, like, yeah, a, a documentary about him. I know he's a very private person, mm-hmm. and so that documentary wouldn't be easy to do. I know he, he you know, kind of keeps to himself, but like seeing that emotion from him after that that one game. Uh, it made me want more because I think he has a fascinating story to tell. But, I yeah, agree. that was my one pick. Okay, I got, a, I got a Chicago one. And this would be just kind of a weird little oh, 30 nice. for 30 to do. And it's okay. Chicago-related. It would be, I think it would be funny to do, to interview a bunch of people who were behind this and thought it was a good idea to make the Super Bowl shuffle. So... <laughs> <laughs> and what they think of it now... And get a few people on there to critique it, and and you can include the the Rams one too. Yeah, remember the bad, the really bad, L.A. Rams one. Yeah, Don't yeah, Ram it, Ram it. <laughs> yeah, it was called Ram it. Yeah, you can just do a whole thing on these, on just those those stupid songs that they've had professional teams do, and how awful they were, and how they convinced these athletes to do them. Yeah, well, listen, guys, I think we should do that. Oh. <laughs> Let's let's do the Super Bowl Super Bowl Shuffle Last Dance documentary. I right, let's let's get moving on it. I think that would be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps things up for me, guys. Unless you got anything else. Um, no. I'm good. Well, puts a puts another bow uh, on another fine episode of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, thank you, as always, to our Audible viewers for tuning in week to week. Month to month, day to day, whenever it is that you listen to us, uh, we always appreciate it. You can find us, uh, well, if you're listening to this, you probably know where to find us already, but we are on uh, recordeagle.com backslash sports. We're on soundcloud.com uh, backslash the get around. You can find us on Spotify and pretty much uh, Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, so, But as uh, always, thank you for listening. 
thank you uh, to the two guys in the office, James Cook and Jordan Puente. I've been your host, Brendan Queeley. Episode 226 of the Get Around Podcast is in the books. Mm-hmm.